people just like you have taken the brave step to do this thing we call work differently. They tell their self-unlimited story to inspire and encourage you. Another story begins now. Today it's my pleasure to talk with Helen Blunder. Now Helen and I met while we were following each other online. It's a virtual meeting at first. There was some following, some stalking, some sharing. And that was about two years later that we actually met in person. And I want to just call that out um, in welcoming you, Helen, because that's a pattern that follows the way that I get to meet many interesting and diverse people that I wouldn't necessarily do, and they enrich my network. So thank you for being one of the enriching part of my networks and being in this conversation today. Thank you, Helen. Well, the same could be said for me as well. That's how I seem to meet people nowadays. So appreciate you know this wonderful invitation of uh, getting on the podcast. So thank you. Brilliant. Well, you've been doing this side thing. Hmm. I'm going to let you explain what this side thing is, but I think it's a fascinating thing for our listeners to consider that the scenario two, which is the idea in self-unlimited thinking, that you could do something extra on the side. So I'm not going to say anything more, but invite you to describe for us. What is this side thing that you're doing, Helen? Okay, well, this side gig is a fun side gig. Call it a creative project. Call it something that, you know, kills my time. But I have a lot of fun doing it. Um, what it is, is I play uh, a foreign correspondent for a fake news channel, which is on Snapchat. But I'm going to backtrack a bit uh, because... I, I wanna, what I want to say is just the story of how I got into it and how Brilliant. I found it and why doing it okay especially when you're doing something that doesn't bring you an income but it brings you a lot of fun and a lot of knowledge skills and uh, working with people all around the world who I haven't even met in person so about a few years back um, I started exploring snapchat and a lot of my peers were saying Helen why are you on snapchat you know that's just for kids or you know that's just a stupid social media or my child uses it but I don't I don't get it but I was I was looking at everyone else I was looking at a lot of people using snapchat and I thought what are they seeing that I'm not seeing and so I took it upon myself to really learn the ins and outs of snapchat and once I got into it I started connecting with a whole heap of people all around the world who I would never have otherwise met these are people who are not in my field we're talking lawyers salespeople journalists um, artists people you know community services uh, you know a whole heap of educators and they're all using snapchat and they're all my age or older right, right. Um, you want to say to the people because we they can't see you what the, what is that age range oh my age range okay let's just say a milestone age okay <laughs> excellent excellent no, actually, i'm 50 years old that's okay I'm okay with my age so i'm talking that my peers anyway like there was a lot of people who in their mid-30s right up to their 60s who were just connecting on Snapchat. And the the benefit of Snapchat is it's, um, it's video. You see the other person's face. So you're actually connecting with them. You see their eyes. So when you're speaking to them, it's kind of like you're speaking to the other person. Right. But you're strangers. And so you can imagine my fear of talking with strangers and saying, hi, I'm Helen, I'm from Melbourne, and this is what I do, or whatever. But people were so nice, so nice. And I used to follow this guy by the name of Cameron Murray. He um, works for a marketing or a brand agency in Glasgow. 
and every day he would share these fantastic stories of his walks to and from work and we would see the Glasgow street scene and the buskers and I really loved his stories because they were quite simple but they had um, something different to them every day and uh, what what I saw was over time his stories and his 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 um, filming was improving, and I and I kept asking him questions. You know, Cammy, how did you do this? Cammy, how did you do that? How did you get the camera angle down this way? And so he was always quite helpful. Mm -hmm. Anyway, one day I he shared us on his snap story that he's thinking about creating a fake news channel called CNT News Channel and is on the lookout for reporters. Reporters from all around the world who could submit a story every week, have a bit of fun and he would pull it together and he would create a news show that takes the mickey out of fake news and, and encourages people to think for themselves, to think critically. Um, and so I thought, oh my God, okay, I'm going to put my hand up. I had no idea what to do, right? Uh, I just thought, I'm going to give it a go. You never know, you know, it could be crap or whatever. But um, I put up my hand and I said, Cammy, I wouldn't mind, you know, doing this. And he goes, right, okay, so submit your story by Thursday next week. And what had happened was he did the same thing to others around the world. So we have Nick, who's a, um, you know, in the law industry in California. We have Joanne, who is a professional organiser in Boston. We have Chris, who's in New York. We have Des, who's in Wales. Chelsea is a real estate agent in Arizona. Who else is Cammy? There's myself. Uh, I hope I haven't missed anyone. Anyway, it was so, oh, Bill, Bill from Washington, D.C., um, who works in the hotel industry. Can we just stop there? What is the other thing that you do? Because you've said we're all there. Oh, right. Well, um, three a, yeah, three days a week I work for a Microsoft partner and I help organisations um, implement Office 365 and Microsoft um, suite of services. But the other couple of days I do my own. I've got my own freelance business called Activate Learning and I'm a learning consultant. So but this really doesn't have anything related to you. It really is a side thing. It is a side thing, yeah. So we, we got together. I mean, look, these people have never met. We've not met each other in person. Um, we knew of each other through our Snap stories. But by some weird coincidence, everyone started taking on a character. So Joanne said that she wanted to be the meteorologist. I wanted to always be a foreign correspondent because back in the back in my old days of being in the Navy, uh, one of my roles in the Navy was uh, going and working with um, Defence Public Affairs where our responsibility was bringing in journalists and reporters from the media uh, from the media to come on operations with us uh, and to cover stories. So I got to see how journalists work in and out of um, operations, how they file stories, things like that. And it always fascinated me. And I didn't know that, you know, somehow one day I was going to kind of pretend I was going to be a foreign correspondent. When you grew up. <laughs> Exactly. So um, my role was I came up with the idea that I'm, my name is Sharon Break News or Shazza for short. I'm an Australian foreign, foreign correspondent. Yes. He has an incompetent cameraman who we never see on camera. In fact, he's invisible. I just talk to no one in particular. His name's Mike. Um, and my character is 
is kind of like the person who, if you could think of the person who has grown up in the newsroom, old school, a Luddite, and is where technology has changed so much that she doesn't, uh, she doesn't connect with her own field anymore. Everything is quite new. You know, the impact of digital um, journalists or citizen journalists, um, social media, um, you know, the, just the changing face, face of journalism. And she's also someone in her 50s, like I am, a woman, um, you know, that has been, I guess, passed over in promotions and she doesn't have a Walkley Award, which she desperately wants. So I've created this whole backstory as a break news foreign correspondent. And every week I submit a story to CNT News um, along with the other people and then Cammy pulls it together and creates this half-hour news show. Uh, we've been going now for, we're in our second season, but in the middle we did do a, an alternative spin-off show called The Fixer. Um, so we're in our second season and it has had its iterations, but for me it's just been a lot of fun um, it's a sideline gig that has taught me a lot about um, not only creating video, but also researching the life of a journalist. Um, it's taught me a lot about virtual collaborations using um, new tools like Snapchat. Um, taught me a lot about copyright, um, you know, issues, things on our YouTube. Um, what else? Virtual collaboration. Um, uh, it's taught me about the fact that we're pulling together a half-hour news show every week um, with absolutely no budget, with people who have not met each other in person. Um, we're connecting all online and getting our stories all through Snapchat. So that's our way of saying, you know, who's doing what. Mm -hmm. um, we're training each other all through Snapchat. We're sending little videos to each other on how we could improve our work or whatever. But to uh, for all this, it's just fun. It's, there's no, um, I'm not seeing it as a long-term thing. I'm not seeing it as a, as an income generating, um, you know, uh, task. I'm actually seeing it as building of skills and building of a new network of people who I could tap into. And boy, is it a lot of fun, a lot of fun. It's also, it builds my creativity, which, um, yeah, it's just, so needed nowadays so yeah so all those aspects so tell me if you weren't doing this for creativity what would you be doing instead are there other things that you do because yeah, it sounds yeah. like there's a creative soul to be fed there <laughs> it's funny um if i wasn't doing this i know i would be writing a lot more in fact um i started blogging a lot more this was years ago i've been blogging for oh god eight years i think oh uh, well 2000, 2003 I started, um, so, and I've been writing even earlier than that. So I think if, my, if I wasn't filming, if I wasn't doing video creation or, and cr creating this character and some co comedic element to it, I think I would be writing a lot more. Mm -hmm. Either that or um, doing something with craft. Um, I, I like to knit a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've been involved with various knitting communities. Um, but I do that, I really do that as a, med it's my meditation. It's my way of kind of switching off, you know, where I pick up my knitting and do it. Um, 
it's not creative for me. It's just a med it's just a meditative type thing. Um, my writing, yeah, I think it, I would go back to my writing because I have been told in the past that I used to write comedy. Like the way I'd write was, you know, reflections and funny comedic reflections um, that people would say, well, why don't you get back into that? But um, I don't know, for some reason it just fell into video. <laughs> video is way more challenging. <laughs> it could be a future stand-up. I mean, one of the things I'm loving about your story is that sense of that wasn't that you had a very calculated strategic plan of why no. you were going to do this. And um, you've, you've mentioned many of the things in there, and I'm curious, was there a point where you really had a sense of a first step where it's like, will I or won't I do this? And, and was there anything around that? Because many of the people listening might be thinking, oh, I couldn't do that. That sounds amazing. There's no way I could do that. And I'm wondering, is there something you could say to people about that moment of that first step and what it was to take the first step? Um, the first step, I must admit, is always the hardest. So I totally understand with many people who have that fear. Um, but I would say that for me, doing the CNT was not a first step simply because it was a couple of years before then I was doing all sorts of different things where I started getting comfortable getting out of my comfort zone. So I would say for many people, if you want to start a small step, start small. Just do something small that doesn't really get you out of your comfort zone that much. Build from that and yes. then do something, uh, you know, a bit bigger. You have to get out of your comfort zone in order to really stretch yourself. But to do something like this is fearful for many people because it's confronting. There's a camera. You have to create things from scratch. It's creative. So I would say start small. Do something small first. Experiment a lot. Have a laugh at yourself. And I'm also someone who likes to share my stupid little videos even though they're not complete they're not finished they're imperfect i'll share them anyway because i don't I, number one i don't care um and if i get feedback from people saying you know that's funny or have you considered doing this or if people respond saying you know if you did this xyz you could improve if i put my stuff out there in an imperfect way for me, I see there's opportunity that people are viewing it and they're providing feedback and that I could improve on it. So, yeah, in answer to your question, Helen, it would say just just start start small but do something. Don't, don't leave it and say, oh, you can't do this and then just let, yeah, just do something. Um, I love that you've, you've revealed to us that there was something small and that there was time because I think many times people look and think, they see the maybe the what seems like the more glamorous or the the more attractive thing and think, wow, that was some overnight success. And what I'm hearing from no, your story is there was a whole lot of small steps. It takes it takes ages, and don't be under the this misconception that just because people, and I know a lot of people on social media saying, oh, it's easy, you just get on there and just do it, and it looks as if it's easy or they've been doing the thing is no one tells you that they've been doing it for a long time mm. no one tells you that they've stuffed up so many times no one tells you that they're really struggling mm. so um yeah just do it as long as you do something mm. and put it out there and not worry about uh negative feedback because on the whole in everything that i have done um good and bad very like 
I don't yeah, I have not received any any negative feedback or people are genu people are genuinely positive and want to see you succeed. So yeah, just I would just say do that Nike thing. Just do it. Don't get it out there. Excellent. Excellent. There's some great tips. And just as we're closing, it occurs to me while you didn't do it for the your day job, yeah. are there benefits from it that are feeding uh, back into that? Yeah, very much so. So this is the other thing that there's this expectation that what you do on your side gig has to bring in money um, or has to get you like to a next step, to a new career or something like that. I don't believe that. I always think that sometimes, because if you're doing something for a new career, you're actually setting up a business or whatever. And so you're investing a lot of time and effort. But sometimes a lot, a lot of what we do outside of work um, those leisure activities, those community service activities, those sporting activities, the art, the crafts, the whole thing. You can do, you can learn just as much from them as you do in, you know, work-related stuff. Mm -hmm. So um, the benefits out of working with creating Shazza is the fact that creatively I'm at my most creative point than I've ever been before. Um, because I'm more creative now or I feel more creative, it means I take more risks. I don't care. Like if I want to try something out, I will try it. I'm not worried about how it's going to look. Mm. Um, the other thing is it's taught me a lot about how to use the um, social media in different ways than what a lot of the people think social media is used for marketing, for broadcasting, for promoting. I'm actually using social media now as a creative tool. So, um, so that's another a positive aspect. Um, I've got also the great, um, a really good, uh, you know, um, boss at the moment who loves the Shazza character. And uh, so it does help if you've got peers or colleagues who also support what you're doing as a side gig as well. So that's a, that's a good thing. Um, and the other thing is I've got, now got a whole global network of friends who I can't wait to meet in person all around the world because we've created something, this legacy, mm. that I have got a body of work now that I could show like 10 years down the track, 20 years down the track, I could look back and have a laugh over what I have done. So um, hopefully there's some, yeah, they're the, they're the actual yeah. benefits that, that, I, that I've got out of this. Well, it's something that it occurs to me and it's very much in the spirit of Self Unlimited and because we're both called Helen, this might sound a bit odd, but in your Helen Unlimited and Helen B Unlimited, you have actually done things that may have helped you, not because an organisation wanted them or it served an organisation's interest, which often then can constrain what you do and how you do and why you do it. And that unconstrained stuff has brought some wonderful benefits that you've just shared about that actually organisations get the benefit of, but they didn't actually have any control over or weren't able to constrain. No, and, that, and that's the whole thing. And I think it's going to get more and more, um, well, I hope it'll get more and more, um, I guess, uh, Oh, what's the word, focus, that, you know, a lot of organisations now are realising that their people, um, their, their people have a whole heap of different skills and capabilities and experiences that are real, relatively untapped, mm. um, think about it. Uh, and, it, you know, when you're working, you know, 40 hours a week, sometimes more, 
you know, you're going to have to bring your whole self to the work. And my whole self is, I'm a bit quirky. I like, I like to see things left field. Everyone has their own, I don't know, their talents and their particular skill sets. And so if you could go to work and actually use those and apply those um, in your own way and also have an opportunity to um, work in different teams using those knowledge and skill sets and the experiences that you'd, you'd be a lot happier in your work as well. So I think it's in the organisation's best interests mm -hmm. to consider their employees and consider the interests and their passions and the hobbies that their employees are doing outside of work and then see what can they harness from that to their work mm. so that, um, yeah, you're going to have uh, people working uh, much better, m you know, much happier um, and more effectively. So, yeah. But hey, making a difference and changing the world, because you said that untapped potential, if that untapped potential could be released, who knows what that could make a difference uh, in the world. That's right. Well, I'm seeing it now already. Uh, I'm seeing where organisations are saying, oh, you know, we've got to, we've got to um, you know, create more videos or we wish we could, our employees could share their employees' stories. And I'm going, hello, you know, just ask the employees. Yes. They, I know someone out there would be a gun hand on, you know, using video or, you know, um, making podcasts because they're probably more than likely doing it outside of their work hours. But they, when organisations have no visibility of these skills, then, you know, they don't, they don't know what they don't know. So... Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Well, thank you so much for sharing that wonderful story from Helen B. Unlimited. <laughs> thank you so much. I hope it was interesting. But look, I'm having a lot of fun. And that's the thing. I, you know, if you're having fun and you're learning, then go for it. <laughs> and, and if you're okay, when I post publish this, I'd like to put a link so people can check out Shazza for themselves. Of course, yeah. I've actually created an Instagram account. So Instagram I use as my um, canvas. So I know a lot of people use Instagram for sharing of photos or videos. So um, I share on Instagram, the, it's a canvas. It's my, I guess, the, the ideas around the report. So they're not the full reports, but yep. they're off -site, the off stories and the little sideline pieces. And the reports are the actual fully completed ones and they're on Snapchat and YouTube. So Brilliant. Well, it'll be an inspiration for this podcast and those other things. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Helen. <laughs> Thanks, Helen. Appreciate it. <laughs> Workscapes are changing everywhere. For more goodness to change your workscape, visit www.beselfunlimited.com and follow us on Twitter at Be Self Unlimited.